Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Parenting is a gift, right? It's a gift. It's a joy to parent small children. But parenting a six-year-old and a three-year-old isn't always pleasant, right? It's not. If you've been there, you know the stress, right? Um, it's a joy, but it's, it's, not always, it's not always pleasant. Brianna's six, Noah's going to be three in a month, and... Um, you know, lots of energy. And, and let's just pretend that, um, let's just pretend that the three-year-old has his favorite toy in his hand. Let's just pretend. And the six-year-old comes over and says, thank you. And then the three-year-old, let's pretend, gets angry and comes over to the six-year-old and goes, whack! It's never happened to your, Right? The first inclination in those moments, stop it! Stop it! Are you okay? You! Ah, Back and forth at each other, right? Back and forth. Stop! 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 I find myself saying stop a lot, right? Like stop when Noah has his, his tray full of macaroni and cheese and he's about ready to dump it on his head because he, he thinks it's funny. Stop! When I told Brianna, we're not watching TV while we eat dinner. Shame on us for having like this TV nearby. And she's reaching for the remote. Stop! When they're approaching the stove because it could be dangerous. Stop! 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 Whew! Any, any, just give me a hand of solidarity if you know what I'm talking about. All right. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Um, a couple years ago, Becca and I were struggling, just as young parents, with how to, how to parent our kids. How not to get caught up in just this frenzy of emotion. And, and so we, we sought out some help, and we went to um, a, a specialist. We went to a couple of of her conferences and a couple of her teachings, and we, we talked with her. Her name's Renee with Child and Bloom. Some of you might be familiar with her. She's remarkable. And Renee just gave us some, some, some tools for our parenting tool belt that have proven to be really, really useful. She, she told us to think of your parenting as a remote control. Your kids will understand this because they like remote controls. Um, you're probably using the stop button a lot. Yeah, we're using the stop button a whole lot. She said, well, there's other buttons on that remote. And I would recommend you start using the pause button. Use the pause button. Brianna, go take a pause. Just, I'm not going to talk to you until you calm down. Just go take a pause. Go take a pause. But the other button she told us to use is the rewind button. Right? So instead of, stop it, I can't believe you, I'm so mad, I'm taking the TV away, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm taking this, I'm doing this, just say, Brianna, do you want to rewind? 
In other words, do you want to go back 15 seconds and try that again? Do you want to do that over? Why don't we rewind? It's really effective. It really is. And so just the other day, that scenario, a scenario like that one, played out in our household. Taking a toy, grabbing it, smacking, bah, bah, bah. Let's rewind. You're not in trouble yet. I'm not going to punish you. Let's just rewind. <sighs> Noah, I don't like it when you just take something out of my hand. Can I please have it back? Well done, honey. Well done. This is Discipleship 101. Teach, model, and practice the behavior you wish to see embodied in your children. You have to teach, you have to model, you have to practice it. One of the other things that Renee, the specialist we saw, um, encouraged us with is that you can't, you can't parent in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the chaos. And that's when most parents want to parent. They're fighting, they're arguing, they're yelling. That's when most parents do their teaching. We don't hit, we don't do this, we don't do this. You have to teach, model, and practice when, when everything's going great. So that when the storm occurs, they have something to draw off of. Pause. Rewind. How do we do this? Right? Here's the thing. The rewind button doesn't just work for six-year-olds and three-year-olds. We could all use the rewind function in our lives. Couldn't we? We all know what it's like to say something we don't really mean. We all know what it's like to do something that hurts ourselves or somebody else. We act in ways that are not becoming of our true character. We need to rewind. To go back. You're not in trouble yet. Let's just do that over. What does all this have to do with Luke chapter 23? You might be wondering. As I read through Luke chapter 23 um, this time, this crucifixion narrative, just the story of the crucifixion of Jesus here, it is filled with second chances for so many different characters. Another chance, another opportunity to try again, to do it over. In other words, it's marked by forgiveness. On this Christ the King Sunday, reign of Christ weekend, where we recognize that Christ is our King, that His throne is not a throne in a palace with a royal crown. His throne is on a tree with a crown of thorns. That's where Christ was inaugurated as King. As we recognize Christ as King, the events surrounding that are marked by forgiveness, second chances, an opportunity to rewind and start over. We know of the crowds that have gathered around him, right? There are many different people in the crowds there. There's the religious authorities that, that, are, um, that are filled with fervor and anger and are, and are there to, to, to lynch him. There are the Roman soldiers that are carrying out the execution that are mocking him. But we're also told that there are bystanders there are just people that are bystanders that are just standing there watching a crucifixion. 
the image that I have in my mind are those haunting images from down at the Freedom Center of pictures of lynchings in America. There's the constable or the sheriff, and there's just bystanders there just watching somebody hang from a tree. All of these characters. And Jesus says from his throne, Father, forgive them, for they have no idea what they're doing. Forgive them. Do not count this against them. Wash them clean, Father. But even before this played out, Peter would tell Jesus, I won't deny you. I will be with you all the way to the end. And yet we know that he will deny him three times. And yet in the resurrection, Peter gets another chance at new life. Because when Jesus greets him, he doesn't say, I told you so, Peter. Come and grovel at my feet. Come and earn my forgiveness. Jesus says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Another character who gets another chance is Barabbas. Remember when they're arguing with Pilate about who to release? Should I release Jesus or should I release somebody else? They say, release Barabbas for us. This was a criminal who was who, was, um, who had charges of insurrection against him, Barabbas gets a second chance at life. He's released. He shouldn't be. He's released. And here at the very end of our narrative, that centurion that is gathered there, one of the soldiers that was mocking Jesus, offering him sour wine, when Jesus gives up his spirit, he receives new life. He says, wasn't this the the son of, this truly was the Messiah, the son of God. New life, new perspective, new hope. The whole event of the crucifixion and the resurrection is one big exclamation point from God. And God is announcing that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is marked by second chances. Not a second chance and a final chance, but a new opportunity. What seemed final, death, has been overcome with the victory of an empty tomb. The kingdom of our Lord is marked by forgiveness. It's marked by the rewind button. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. And so on Reign of Christ weekend, as we worship Christ our King, we ought to give thanks to God for God's willingness to forgive us over and over and over and over again. Because every single one of us falls short. And if you're anything like me, there's something in your life that you've done, there's something you've said, there's something you've gone through that you think is beyond forgiveness or beyond repair that you're ashamed of. Or maybe you've been a victim of hurt. You've been a victim of pain. Maybe you've suffered through a terrible divorce. Maybe you've suffered through a terrible estrangement in a relationship. Maybe you've gone through financial hardship. Maybe you lost a job because you didn't perform and you feel shame. You feel guilt over that. The good news of our Lord is that Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new opportunity. It's not that we live once. It's that we get to live every day. You don't have one life to live. 
you have life to live every day anew. Each new day, a new opportunity to step into that kingdom where Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they have no idea what they're doing. So today in worship, I invite you to just take a pause. To rewind. And as we move out of this space today, may we push play again, and may we go out, and may we embody the values of that kingdom. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.